Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay on Tuesday, April the 4th. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast and our top story today is that a Sheppy woman who made false allegations against her ex-partner has been sent to prison for 32 months. Prison officer Paul Miller was arrested three times and investigated after Emma Weller set up fake social media accounts and accused him of threatening her. In court, the 32-year-old from Nautilus Drive in Minster was described as demanding, obsessive and manipulative. Well, our Maidstone Crown Court reporter, Paul Hooper, covered this case for us and joins me now. Firstly, Paul, can you describe in more detail what Emma Weller did? The court heard how she was in a relationship with prison officer Paul Miller, but that finished in August 2019, when she later began dating a police officer. She was described in court as being demanding and obsessive, and when each relationship faltered, she began to manipulate them. She'd guilt them, the court heard, back with claims of pregnancies, miscarriages, abortions, and even on one occasion, the death of a father, none of which was true. And then for reasons that only she truly knows, she created fake social media accounts claiming she was being harassed by the totally innocent Mr. Miller. She even went so far as to fake an actual attack on her in May 2020 claiming she'd been robbed and sexually assaulted by then a, by a masked man pointing at the prison officer as being the perpetrator, all of which was untrue. And what impact did all that have on Paul Miller? The prison officer revealed he'd been through a horrible divorce, but nothing had compared to the treatment he received at the hands of Weller, which he revealed had left him paranoid and, as he, in his own words, anxious in ways I'd never suffered before. Following his third arrest, he was left with only the clothes he wore as he left the police station, not being able to return home, and with no phone and no car. He said that although he knew he was innocent, he started fearing every time a car stopped outside. It was, as he said, a complete nightmare. And the defence barrister actually read a letter from Weller in court, didn't they? It began, Dear Paul, I understand you don't want to read this apology, but I want you to know how sorry I am. But I'm not seeking forgiveness, only to let you know how deeply I regret the harm that I have done. I can't imagine the pain and upset which I have caused you. I can't take it back. I just want you to know that you have my heartfelt apology for the suffering I've caused you. Mr Miller remained impassive. Finally, Paul, what did the judge say? Recorder Matthew McDonough told the now weeping Weller that it had been a serious offence of its kind and it was sophisticated and it was sustained. He added that her, there were motives be reign unclear, but clearly involved an attempt to get back at her ex-lover for the breakup. The judge added, your actions led to the arrest of a totally innocent person. You knew this, but you did not care. Paul, thank you ever so much. Kent Online News. Other top stories today and two Just Stop Oil protesters who caused traffic gridlock when they climbed the QE2 bridge at the Dartford Crossing have been found guilty of causing a public nuisance. You might remember drivers were caught in hours of delays when it happened last October. The 40 and 34-year-olds have been on trial at Basildon Crown Court. A man in his 20s is in a serious condition in hospital after a crash in Broadstairs. It happened on Millennium Way on Sunday afternoon 
afternoon. Investigators want to hear from anyone with dash cam footage. A deal man who attacked his former partner as she was driving has avoided going to prison. Paul Baldwin was issued with a restraining order after launching the unprovoked assault as his victim was driving through Sandwich in August last year. The 47-year-old from Diana Gardens must also do 100 hours of unpaid work. You can follow Kent Online on socials today to see an e-fit of a man police want to track down after a schoolboy was approached in Ashford. It happened in the Arlington area and the boy managed to leave the area with an adult he knew. The suspect was wearing a grey and orange jacket and was driving a black car. Now, next today, we've got reaction to news there are going to be more teacher strikes in Kent. 98% of National Education Union members who voted in a ballot turned down a £1,000 payment and 4.5% rise for next year. Only 0.5% of that increase was going to come from new funding. Well, Chris Lilly is a member of the NEU in East Kent and he's been speaking to Lucy. People were very, very angry when they heard the offer. Uh, it, quite frankly, it's quite insulting. Um, it, you know, it doesn't compare to any of the um, pay deals that have been sorted out with Wales and Scotland. Uh, so, as a straightforward comparison, of the teachers' conditions um, is it, quite insulting. And members have voted unanimously uh, to reject this offer. Yeah, I think it was something like ninety-eight percent. Is that right? I yeah. mean, that is such a clear message, isn't it? It's it's yeah. really something teachers are not happy with and this this offer one thousand pound one-off payment and then was it 4.3 percent rise is that right yeah it's, it ranges Roughly. between 4.3 and 4.5 depending on where you are on the pay range yeah i mean from your point of view when we look at you know how inflation is rising i mean is that good enough well it isn't because it, it comes back to the same issue is that the, what the government's proposing is um they would pay 0.5 percent of that and schools would have to absorb the rest. And it's quite it's quite simple, is what would the result would be is schools would have to make cuts. And that would mean possibly, more than likely, would be jobs. Jobs would have to go to pay for it. Uh, and the whole point of the negotiation from the very beginning was it must be funded, fully funded by the government f- for it to have an effect and not affect the running of schools. Yeah, I mean, when you put it that way, there was no way this offer was going to be accepted, was it? Because you, you can't put that burden on the schools themselves, and I'm sure teachers know that. Yes, that's that's exactly it. And, 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 and you know, we, we've done some research, we've done a little bit of a number crunching, uh, and our rough estimate from what we've, what we've garnered from it is somewhere between 40 and 60% of schools would have to make some kind of cut somewhere in their budget to, 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 to fund it. And it goes... Right back to the thing, it's got to be fully funded for it to be effective. So what happens next then? I mean, is it back to the negotiating table? Um, is is it all, you know, in the government's hands now? They've got to come up with a better offer? Well, yeah, I mean, our general secretaries said from the podium this morning, uh, we are here, we want to negotiate, pick up the phone and we'll come to the table. It doesn't matter, we're here, we're at conference, but our general secretaries are willing to, to meet with the Secretary of State uh, and, and try and thrash out a, a deal that is going to be uh, acceptable to both sides. The government say they're disappointed by the NEU's decision that strikes are planned for April the 27th and May the 2nd. Kent Online reports. Police investigating two reports of a man talking to children in Tunbridge Wells have released a computer-generated image of the suspect. Girls are said to have been approached on Linden Park Road on March the 1st. Two days later, something similar happened on Saunders Road. The man's described 
described as white and over six feet tall, head to the website to see that picture. A Dartford man who was part of a gang that sold fake prescription drugs worth more than £20 million has been jailed for almost six and a half years. A court was told the criminals had a lab in Gravesend and spent most of the money they made on expensive champagne. They were arrested after a five-year investigation. Police are hunting a burglar who broke into three businesses in Canterbury in the space of just 90 minutes. A cafe on St Margaret Street had the glass in its front door smashed, although nothing was stolen. The suspect also targeted shops in the Marlowe Arcade and Burgate early on Saturday. Now, dog owners in Kent are being urged to keep their pets under control in the countryside this Easter. A warning's been issued as research shows the cost of dog attacks on livestock has gone up 50% since before the pandemic. You may remember we told you in the podcast a few months ago how 27 sheep had been killed in a dog attack in Tenham near Sittingbourne. They were all pregnant at the time. Well, Hannah Bins is from NFU Mutual, which has been looking at the data. She says dogs running free can be traumatic for all livestock. The COVID-19 pandemic saw a rise in dog ownership, so more people bought puppies for the first time, but this has tragically led to a rising cost of livestock attacks. We've heard reports from farmers where sheep have been chased off cliffs, uh, they've been chased into roads, um, they've been chased into fences, um, they've had limbs torn off, faces torn off. And we've also seen instances where sheep have been chased to the point of exhaustion and the lungs have exploded. So there's some really horrific injuries there and some of them are fatal. So it's really important that people keep their dogs on a lead around livestock to stop this needless suffering of animals and also the trauma to farmers that it can cause. It's not just the financial cost of these attacks to the farmers. There's also the trauma behind it. There's the worry that, you know, it's not them one day, but it could be them the next. They could be the next farmer to have this attack. So these attacks are on livestock, which they care about, they rear, they look after. So it's absolutely heartbreaking to see these animals suffer so much for something that could have been so preventable. I'd urge everyone who's thinking about going for a walk in the countryside, whether this Easter or just on a random weekend or just in the mornings or the evenings to keep their dog on a lead. I'm I'm a farmer myself and I keep my dog on a lead when I'm not, you know, using it to herd the sheep because, you know, it's in a dog's natural instinct to hunt. So it's just vital that everyone remembers that their pet, regardless of size or breed, can injure, attack and kill some farm animals. So it's just so important that they keep them on a lead. And if there is an attack, be responsible, report it to a local farmer or the police so then that injured animal isn't left suffering for hours. Kent Online reports. The manager of a village shop near Gravesend says every pulling out of the store could force them to close. Cobham Community Stores has used the parcel delivery service since 2014 and makes around £2,000 a year from it. However, every bosses say they're not collecting enough packages, so could leave in three months' time. Sevi Ashby is the store manager and has been speaking to our reporter, Alex Langridge. Every parcel counts um, and we're a tiny little shop and we get a little bit of money for each parcel people bring. We don't care if it's one, we're happy if it's ten, it doesn't matter, we're just happy with just getting a little bit of trade. Um, and over the course of the year, obviously, it really, really matters for, you know, the shop as a business because it just makes a difference between making a little bit of profit or or not if they go so we really really would like for them to stay 
and um, what could it mean like kind of further down the line for the shop you know if, if well, it does go and you're not getting that kind of income it, it's quite simple and it's not just every it's the same for everything if we don't make enough money we'll have to close um, and we are always always just you know skirting with the line um, not making a huge amount of profit it's not what we're after we just want to stay open um, so we do we make huge profit great but it's not primarily what we're after we are wishing to stay open for people in the village um, we're a social hub as well people come in and you know have a chat and have a cup of tea and bring their parcels we have um, meat from the farm down the road and fruit and veg from local as well and you know um, artists are, you know making lovely paintings and pots and stuff so we're trying to encourage local businesses as well and for people to come here as, you know, um, how can I say, a bit of a social experience as well. For them not to be lonely, let's say, or, you know, so it's just the heart of the village, really. And I guess if you do lose kind of this, as you say, it's around £2,000 a year, obviously that might not be a lot to some, you know, big big companies, but no. for you guys it is kind of that make or break a little bit. It's major. Um, we, are not talking about thousands of thousands of hundreds of thousands of profit here we're talking about two thousand pounds a year which makes a huge difference to us it's huge it's the difference between closing and staying open so this is why i'm feeling very passionate about this every have told the podcast they're working with the store to help increase the number of parcels they take each week plans for a huge ten thousand home development near folkestone could be given the go-ahead later council bosses are due to vote on otterpool park around the former race course which officers have recommended for approval. But neighbours say the site is more valuable as an area of natural beauty and home to wildlife. We'll have news on the outcome of that meeting in tomorrow's podcast. Southeastern and Network Rail have announced £4.4 million of improvements with East Kent Station set to benefit from improved customer access and upgrades to buildings. Canterbury East, Herne Bay, Faversham and Margate stations will all see improvement works. It's hoped the investment will make the rail network more accessible accessible for the services of 400,000 passengers. It's been revealed one bed apartments in a new seafront complex in Folkestone are going on the market for, would you believe, almost half a million pounds. The cheapest property in the shoreline development is 475,000. It's on the former Rotunda Amusement Park site and part of a master plan to transform the town. You can see images today by heading to the website. And residents of Ebb's Fleet have been left a little bit confused after after a new sign referred to the town as a borough. The street sign in Longhorton Avenue, which reads Borough of Ebb's Fleet, sparked a flurry of comments on social media. The council is aware of the mistake and are working to get it changed. Kent Online News. A family have opened a new virtual reality entertainment centre in Gravesend after being inspired by TikTok. They noticed how popular the tech was getting online and tried it for themselves in London before starting their new business, Orb, in the town centre. Hamera Farouk is the manager. We are the first fully immersive virtual reality experience in Kent and we offer a range of different experiences for you guys from full motion racing simulators to immersive escape rooms. Um, we offer free room which is like you have your vest, your haptic vest, you have headsets, you have your controllers um, and you move in VR using your legs. That's something that's like really new that kind of brought out. Um, behind us we have the 360 motion machine and we also offer arcade games. 
And why did you decide to sort of open up this virtual reality experience? So we wanted to offer a safe and inclusive environment for people to kind of come and enjoy themselves um, and have some social time in Gravesend with their family or friends. We're based in Gravesend because my family are very local to Gravesend. This is our kind of like local town centre. Um, and when looking around, we don't really see a lot to do in terms of entertainment and a safe and social space for friends and families to come and hang out in. Um, also, virtual reality is something that's very new, especially to Gravesend in terms of entertainment and things to do. So we thought this is a perfect place to open it up um, for people to come that live locally. And also the links to London are really quite close as well. So a lot of opportunity there for people to kind of come and travel to us here. As well as VR, you can also play arcade games. We've got pictures and video on the website. Kent's Mimi Webb says she wouldn't be where she is today if it weren't for the power of social media. The 22-year-old says there were a few years of really hard graft before TikTok was even a thing, but her first single, Before I Go, went viral during the pandemic and has now had more than 85 million plays. She's having a break and spending time in her hometown of Canterbury before a massive summer season, which will see her perform in front of thousands at Reading and Leeds. And a Kent pub run by Paul Hollywood's fiance has gone on the market for a million pounds. The grade two listed check is in in Smarden near Ashford is owned by Melissa Smalling's family. She's been dating the celebrity baker since 2019. Kent Online Sports. Football and the Gillingham boss has been nominated for the League Two Manager of the Month award. They won all three of their home games in March and judges have praised Neil Harris's leadership. He's up against the managers of Northampton Town, Crawley and Salford. The winner will be announced on Friday. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You can also get details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing. And to sign up to that, you just need to head to Kent Online .co.uk News you can trust This is the Kent Online Podcast